Welcome to Buy Size Dental Marketing. Ian. It's another day, baby. It's always a pleasure. It's another day. The co-host. <laughs> it's another day. Today, you wanted to talk about things that practices can do internally to support marketing. Yes, sir. Uh, either through a, the you know, the market slows down. Uh, they're, they're in a, or they just, they, they want to grow without spending more marketing dollars. I like this question because I, you know, it's easy to say everything is marketing and it's easy to say that marketing is something that I can pay someone to just go do on my behalf. But today we wanted to talk about a, what a practice can do in the, in, in their four walls with their team to support marketing. And I, I think it's a great exercise under any circumstance or reason. Mm. Mm. Um, but with that, kick us off. What's the, what do you see is the first thing they, they need to be focused on? Yes, sir. So as you touched on, before I get into it, this is something very dear to my heart because I see this over and over again. Um, dental practices that are very quick to look at external factors but are rarely looking at internal factors. And this is not uh, to say that <laughs> a dentist can't say, these external firms are impacting me, why are they impacting what's going on? Of course you should ask those questions. Today's conversation is just for you as a dentist to think about this from another angle on what can I do to help this process and how to improve this and what is my team doing to make sure that this business succeeds. Right. So please keep that in mind uh, as we embark on this, on this conversation today. So the first thing I wanted to chat about, and Eric, I'm actually going to jump to you because I know you've seen this time and again. You have many, many years of experience in this space, and that is the question about staff. What, in your opinion, and what you've seen, the mm. importance of having the right staff and how that can impact your ability to run a successful practice? Yeah, that's the we're taking the hard one yeah, first. All yeah. right. I believe that most practices that struggle with marketing have something that I think of as maybe the right person in the wrong seat or the wrong person in the wrong seat. Um, and what I mean by that is just because someone is incredibly efficient at scheduling doesn't make them a great person to answer the phone. Mm. Uh, just because they're great at building your dream schedule just because they're great at filing the claims, just because they're great at presenting treatment, it doesn't make them great at, at the sales job that is the front mm -hmm. desk. And I think that that front desk role is the one that is most often overlooked. It is the one that it's a pain in the butt. No one really likes to do it. We put the kind of the newest person on it. Um, it's definitely, I would say I it's culturally low, it's in a lot low of... on the list of this is a priority to me. It's usually the, uh -huh, who's my next uh -huh. associate? And because uh, I want to grow. Who's my next associate? Who's my treatment coordinator? Who is my hygienist? The, these are the names that are often mentioned as these are the VIPs in the mm -hmm, business. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. how often do we find out that the front desk should be very high on that list, in fact? when it comes to these things? It should be higher than it is. Mm -hmm. it, it should. And and that's where I'm saying, I, I think it's important to take a hard look at who's in the roles and what they perform. 
if you want to improve marketing, uh, who is presenting my treatment, who is asking for money, who is doing my schedule, who is answering the phones. Because, you know, one of the things that I think is a, a sub discussion in marketing is the cancellations that are running rampant today in the industry. Mm -hmm. Cancellations don't happen when I call to cancel. They happen in the value of the appointment when the appointment's made. If the appointment's made in a manner that I don't find valuable, I'm, I, I, I am more likely to cancel it. Now, by the time I call and say, hey, Sophia's sick, I can't come in. Maybe it's a lie. Maybe it's not. Uh, that's done. You can't call me on my lie. You can't get me to come in. I mean, there's some cultural uh, acceptance of yeah, you can't you know, say, whether no, I'm lying will, or not. You have you to will accept come. it. You can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so really, that's a, that's a, that's kind of a fool's game to chase it on the back end. I, I, and that's where I say, as you're focused on marketing, mm -hmm. cancellations are a big part of that. And I, I think having the right person answering the phones that cares about the patients, that is genuine in, in his or her care of their problems, that that understands it's a sales role of 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 you know selling the practice to them, and then can get them on the schedule. And I think it can be a different person perhaps, but that, that to me is the most often disregarded or overlooked part because we just try to make it, we just try to add it onto someone's job. It, it, it's my belief that in a practice that wants to grow phone answering the empathy around it, if that is not in place, all other marketing efforts will be greatly reduced mm -hmm. because that's the point of decision. That's the point when all the factors come to bear. So it's great asking, you know, asking for referrals. That's another one, you know, that I want to talk about. Do you have other family members that aren't here? I think that's important. If you're not answering your phones, great. Yes, you can ask for referrals, but you're not, you're not going to be as effective at closing them. Because you're um, sitting with the same and, issue. And that's where yeah, I think, you, you know, it begins at the, yeah. yeah, it begins with not just how technically effective you're answering the phones. I, I want empathy. I want grace i want understanding i want patience knowledge i knowledge want to get behind what they need i think that's a big one yeah and yeah. and that segues perfectly yeah. eric what you're saying now from so so recap the first one was the staff and how important the staff is to help your in, your your marketing efforts and also the success of your business and that ties into the front desk mm -hmm. and this segue segues into our next pillar that we want to talk about and that is calls and how calls are treated, as you just mentioned. Mm. What people often forget is that there is one point of entry to this practice in most cases. I understand you have walk-ins. I understand there's some rare unicorns out there. But the point of contact in most of your marketing efforts is going to be a phone call. And you as a dentist, and as I mentioned, this ties into the second point. You as a dentist need to be understand, you need to understand what is going on on those calls. You need to understand how those calls are being fielded. You need to understand the type of questions that people are asking. And if you don't have time for this, you need a marketing agency that's going to be able to help you with these things. Or you need somebody that you employ that's going to help you with these things. And they need to know what's going on on the phones because it's the perfect case study of what your patients are asking or what potential patients are asking. And that can then be a very, very valuable tool, which ties back into your overall marketing. And that's how that portion of internal marketing can help you. I mean, you can't convert if you don't have a good person operating the phones. You can't. 
it's it's as simple as that. And there's a lot of great coaches out there that do phones. You know, Melinda Hayford is is great. Um, you know, and there, there's All Star. There's there's some others that, and finding one that fits your philosophy, finding one that you resonate with, I think is important. Mm-hmm. I think there's a thousand ways to answer the phone amazing. Now, I'm going to argue, I think it comes down to empathy. I think it comes down to, you know, being able to articulate the practice well and, and you know, the tactical, the tactics around how to answer, do you take my insurance? But there's a hundred thousand, there, there's so many ways to answer the phone amazing, but it takes more time and effort than we realize to do it well. And that's the part that I really wish. And whether it's Melinda, whether it's All Star, whether it's someone else, I do encourage practices to get training for the front desk. The dentist has had training. The hygienist has had training. The assistants have had training. Get the front desk the support they need to be effective. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I love that all of these things, we did not plan this. They're tying in by chance for the listeners. But the next one is patient experience. So we went from... The type of st- we plan it a little bit, just a bit, but not as much. I love that we have <laughs> the first thing is the staff, the people in this building. That's important to you. The second one is the phones, how it's being answered, and and how that's relating back to your marketing mm-hmm. efforts. And this that ties into the third point that we want to talk about, which again is something so important: is the patient experience. How much attention are you actually? giving to the patient experience have you gone anytime uh, uh, recently and actually put yourself in a patient's shoes mr dentist have you done that have you gone around and said okay if i walk into this practice what is my experience how is this going to play out if i am a new patient from picking up the phone to walking in the first time to the type of brochure that i'm getting to how i'm doing my new patient papers to uh, how i'm being coordinated throughout the building to when I walk out after my treatment, again, something that is so, so, so important, but it's so easy to fall into uh, the motions of things. Just keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Just keep them coming. It's fine. Another new patient. Another. So that's another thing that I really, really encourage dentists to do is to put yourself in the patient's shoes and, and see what you can do to make it amazing. Um, not just for the patient, but also, again, to play back into into marketing efforts and, and how we put it out there. Now, do you, uh, do you talk to Ian senior about that? Would you, do you tell him to go into his practice and, and see it through the patient eyes? I have, I have. And having a father as a dentist has also given me insight into the difficulties of trying to get dentists to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that respectfully, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's, the, it's the truth. I love you, dad. <laughs> but it is, it, it is a tough thing. And, and again, uh, something I love to say, and, and again, I say this with so much respect to all dentists is dentists go to school to become a dentist. And you and I have spoken about this at length. And they and they come mm-hmm. out they come out of, of dental school and they're all of a sudden expected to run a business and do it successfully and do ten thousand other things that there was no preparation for. Mm-hmm. And that's where it becomes very valuable to listen to outside perspectives on these are the things I should be optimizing, these are the things I should be thinking about while also being a good dentist. So I know dentists are very focused, but Think about these things because it will make your practice run better. I promise it will. 
I would say at a minimum, ask one of your patients that you believe has a high degree of candor, what they thought of the, when they walked in, what, you know, would you improve anything about the practice? And I think the overall theme in all of these is, you know, be curious, be interested in the patients, be interested in the staff. I believe you're right that, that seeing the practice through the eyes of the patient would inevitably improve the patient experience. Um, little things, you know, as they walk in the rating room, does it look clean and, and inviting? And it doesn't matter about the clinic that, that has nothing to do with clinical care, but I definitely, when I walk into an office, I, I, I am, I am judging the room as I'm 100%. walking through it. I, I am looking Every at time. little patches of carpet. I'm looking at, you know, chipped paint, things like that in, in through it. I'm, I'm looking at a tile fell off and, and, you know, I'm looking at stains. Of course I am. And, and because as I walk through there, I associate because I want to run a clean operation because I want to run a clean agency. I, we have a saying, if I can't trust you with the little things, how mm. in the world could I trust you with the big things? And I, I think as you talk, that's where my mind went was focus on the little things that patients might see and that will improve the confidence they have. And to build on that, I think another thing that improves the confidence they have, or I, I don't think it, I, I know it is the handoff between team members mm. is another one in marketing that I've heard that one a lot. I wish more practices focused yeah. on And I don't want, I want the hygienist to talk about oral health in a serious manner. I want, when the doctor comes in, I don't want them looking at a little spot. I don't want them, you know, I, I don't want to just watch something. Mm. And and I know that we're just going to watch something, but I, I want to use words around. I am worried about this at some point we will need to resolve it. Now may not be the right time. Mm. I like that because I, I'm showing value to things when I'm reappointing someone. I, listen, I'm, you asked for to come in on Wednesday at two o'clock. Uh, I, I just, and again, I'm in, I'm in a little bit in sales. I, I, I want to acknowledge that. Listen, Ian, it's a really busy time. I'm going to lock it in for you, but I'm going to need you to be there because my day, you know, that, that, that's a, that's a tough time for me and, and I'm giving it yeah. to you. And those little things, just the handoffs, the, the being respectful to each other, supporting each other. And even as the hygienist or the assistant walks them to the front desk, don't speak in code. Mm. You know, you want to know, talk to them less. They're there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and between the uh, focusing on the handoffs between team members will give the patient that more confidence. And that kind of ties into the little things. If, if I perceive you to be doing the little things well, I know that the big things can be handled too, but if the little things aren't well, I have, I, I do have questions on the big mm -hmm. things. And I think that plays into mm -hmm. most of the medical industry in terms of service, service providers. I, if I'm walking into a doctor's office, if I'm walking into a dentist's office, if I'm walking any type of medical profession, mm -hmm. as you're saying, if, if it doesn't look up to scratch, I immediately question your commitment to your craft. Oh yeah. Immediately. Oh yeah. Even the outside, I, 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 I'm so disappointed 
when we see these beautiful interior pictures of a practice and you roll into their parking lot and there's trash in the corner of the parking lot because it hasn't been swept the the the, the bushes aren't well mm. manicured the the door isn't working well and i know it seems silly because a dentist wants to believe that the value they provide to the patients is clinical in nature. And I agree, it is. I, I'm not saying it's not. Emotionally, it's not, though. Emotionally, I may not be excited to refer someone because, man, it is dirty, because it's not as clean as I wanted, because, because there are tears in the fabric, whatever the case may be. I, a practice that is not getting 50 to 60% of its patient base via referrals is there is something wrong with the patient experience? Mm. Uh, no question. Mm. And and that to me would be the first benchmark is if you look at your patient base and not more than 50% of them came from referrals. I, unfortunately, I, you know, in the words of Doja Cat, I said what I said, you're not doing a good job on patient experience. And returning, I mean, and the prophet Doja Cat. <laughs> One of Eric's favorite artists, which you would not expect. By the way. Um, another metric there that I love, Eric, is patient retention plays into that as well. If you're having mm. a massive group of patients and with all these softwares today, you can't track this. If you're not tracking this, that's another internal uh, uh, improvement that you need to be making as a dentist. If you're seeing that 30% of patients are not coming back to your practice, there's something wrong. You need to start digging. You need to start figuring out what's going on. And yep. if that's the patient experience, mm -hmm. um, you that's something you need to figure out. Um, one thing to, tapping on onto the rest of figuring out and digging in is we've spoken a bit about optimization. Yeah, I also wanted to touch today on internal marketing efforts that your staff can actually help you with when it comes to new patients. And the one you've touched on, referral programs, and we can get more into that in a bit. But patient reactivation is another one that I've been very passionate about and that I've seen work over and over again. And when I talk about patient reactivation, I'm not talking about sending a postcard or picking up the phone and going, hey, we haven't seen you in a while. You mm -hmm. want to come down? Here's an ideal world for me. You have a software that you can filter by treatment by the last time you saw them by if they have a family there, if they have a partner that's been there, you need to find out as much as you can about that patient before you can even think to send a card or an email or anything. Because generic marketing is old right. marketing. We know this by now. That's why mm -hmm. we have such... Checking boxes. Exactly. That's why uh, even with our agency, we have such a, such a strong push for send me organic content. Send me organic feedback from, from patients, letters that was written. Anything that is true to you is what should be marketed. And that also ties into patient reactivation. We don't want to send someone a generic post of, hey, we haven't seen you in a while, come back. If you see on your file that they had a missing tooth when they were here six months ago, I want you to be pushing dental implants to that person. If you saw that they mentioned at some point something about a wedding coming up next year and there's a little note about it and this is where having someone on yourself that pays attention to these things 
in order to know when someone said they're having a wedding in, in eight months or ten months or whatever, we're getting them in for teeth whitening. Them and all the, the whole bridal group. Everyone. But that's how I'm reactivating them with something that speaks to them. Mm -hmm. Now, I like that a lot. I, I, calling me and telling me I don't have a cleaning appointment is great, but there's probably a reason. And you need to get behind that reason. And I love the idea that you had around, look at what treatment I have and make it personalized. Look at what notes you may have on me. Um, you know, if we can't get you in, can we get Evelyn and Sophia mm -hmm. in? You know, I, I think as you were talking, that's where my mind went. Be And, and just be curious, have someone who's knows the patients and can speak to them in the text message. And whether it's dental intel that you're pulling reports or Dentrix or you got a call, whatever it is, you have some mechanism to do a little homework and prioritize who you want to reactivate and make notes on what they tell you, why they didn't. So you can close them out as a patient and move on. And because that helps you know, with the patient experience again that we spoke about a second. Because that'll help you hone yeah. the, the next yeah. list. Right. If I can say Ian's not a patient anymore because he moved and he's not a patient anymore because, you know, he passed away or, you know, whatever I, I can now focus on my, patients that didn't or aren't currently on a hygiene schedule with more purposeful mm. intent. Yeah, I like that very much. I like that. And that, I mean, again, the segues now into our last thing that we want to chat, chat about is referrals. Um, that that's another sleeping giant that we've seen over and over again, that it can make such mm -hmm. a massive impact. Um, as we've said, when things slow down uh, externally or you're feeling a bit slow on the schedule and um, maybe there's downturn in demand online or there's uh, marketing is not doing what you wanted right now. Work with your team to build a type of referral program. Work with the creative team from your marketing company to build a referral program and build graphics and do something of card. It goes a long way and then build in a reward program. To incentivize someone that's that's another big one we've seen i have i have a very unpopular opinion Tell me. i'm very I, I do not like the incentive program. tell me why i like none of them well uh, before i dig in I, when you say a referral program mm -hmm. what does that mean to you to me it means incentivizing an existing patient base to be advocates for your practice and to bring them in Hmm. Man, you had me with everything except incentivize. Okay. I know that, and I am against it. I, I'm not. I'm not actually neutral on it. I'm <laughs> against it, and and I'll tell you why. It is my belief, and when I look at my behavior, when I look at other people's behavior that I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm friends with, when Emily's and yours, and you know, other people that I have, you know, domain knowledge on their lives. I've never referred someone for $25 or $50 hmm. and, and maybe some people do, but I don't think that it's common. I refer someone because you gave me a great experience. I refer someone because I'm proud of hmm. the effort. I refer someone because I think it's what's best for them, the, 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 the prospective patient perhaps. And I believe in my heart that giving me a $25 gift certificate or $50 off whitening or whatever, it cheapens that engagement. It's not a monetary event. It's an emotional one. And if you show me enough value, if you show me enough care, 
I should want to talk about the dentistry. I should want to show off what what happened. If you give me an average one, yes, I have to incent. Mm. But but I think it cheapens the engagement. And I know that's an unpopular opinion because everyone likes to to, to, to have a referral yeah. program. I do want a referral program. But a referral program to me is I am going to ask every patient, how was your visit today? And I'm going to be purposeful. I'm going to have a checklist, by the way. How was your how was your how was your visit today? How was your experience? You know, how how you know, how did everything go? Oh my God, isn't Dr. Majors amazing? She, you know, hits it the first time and you know it, it, it it's great, right? Mm -hmm. And they're gonna say good generally. Okay, great. Do you have any do you have a twin? Because we'd love to see them too. And if you don't have a friend, you know. Does, does the rest of your family have an appointment with us? Mm. And, you know, the most valuable thing, you know, the, the, the best feedback you can give us is by, if someone asks you who your dentist is or if they need a dentist, we would love for you to mention us. And I, I'm, I'm choosing to be purposeful in, um, I'm saying they were a great patient of like, you do, you know, do you have a twin or someone just like you? I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, pandering to them that I, that I enjoyed their, them as a patient. I am making sure that I have their family and then I'm asking, I'm not telling them to go shout it out. And all. if someone mentions dentist or you see someone looking, we would love to have you plant them. the seed. I like that. And be honored if you would yeah. make rentals. And I like that because that's my referral program. Mm. I'm, I'm being interested in them. I'm making sure their family's covered. And then I'm saying, I would love it if you would mention me in the event someone's mentioned dentistry and I'm not putting a burden on them to go chase down five people or whatever. Mm. Um, now, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here. What if then I don't like incentives? What if the incentive is a Tesla? But oh my god, no, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but if I had someone that did send me five, six, ten patients, I would do something very nice for them. Okay, I see. But it would be after the fact and at my discretion. So the next time they come in for their cleaning. And again, I'm going to go crazy. I might say, hey, you know, it would have been 260 bucks. Don't worry about it today. Mm. I'm going to cover your cleaning. Because they generated $5,000. I'm only going to do it once. Or whatever for you. So it doesn't matter. Sure. Because yeah. they, yeah. they sent me amazing yeah. patients or whatever it is. And I'm not going to say it's for generating my new patients. I am going to walk up and say, Ian, thank you so much for being a patient today. I'm going to go ahead and cover your cleaning. And I'm not going to, I'm not even going to get into why I'm covering it. Okay. I'm just going to thank them for being an amazing patient. And that to me is my referral program. I, th I think that was a flawless argument. I have no rebuttal to that. Honestly, you have, you've changed my perspective on that to a large extent. Um, cause you want to go to people. We need to give them something to give something to us, but. I like what you're saying is you're you're planting a seed without really trying. You're just doing what you need to do best. And that that's how you create the cheerleader or the advocate for your practice. It's it's not. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said the next time you don't say I did this. Thank you for sending me six patients or whatever. I did this. No, it's, I'm not I'm definitively not making a transaction. Exactly. You just keep you just keep because now they're like Whoa, like I went to uh, Dr. Hubbard today and he just like scrapped my entire cleaning. Amazing. And then that process mm -hmm. continues. So mm -hmm. that's a great point, Eric. Uh, 
Yeah, I agree with you there. Well, let's 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 end there then, buddy. Let's end on a high note. So that, ladies and gentlemen, was things that you can do in your practice today to improve both, well, to optimize the practice to be performing better and ways that you can get new patients without having to draw more from external marketing dollars. Thank you for coming. That was your body dental marketing.